You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Lo and behold, it is us. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. Staying stay put for a change. You know, the mobile studio was fun for, for a little time there. You know, a yeah. couple weeks worth of going out to the East Coast and moving uh, Rebecca back home. So that was good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we had some... That we had some uh, we had some really cool cool things cool guests two great guests Kelly Stenzel and uh, Tony Ruggiero yeah. and uh, great golf pros great teachers and um, you yeah. know one of the fun things we're we're gonna have um, we're gonna have another one coming at you here real shortly John cool one uh, Miss Tina Toombs is oh, uh, she's gonna be joining us here yeah. yeah. Let's that's, see. That's wonderful. Um, and, and everybody, what we need to do, people, just before we get into the show here, is let's, let's everybody just mobilize together and, and just form some phalanxes arm in arm and, and uh, march on Massachusetts and tell those people in Massachusetts it's okay to uh, open the damn golf courses. Open the golf courses, Massachusetts. You, are you going to Massachusetts soon? Is that what this is? No, I'm not going soon. I, I try to avoid is, Massachusetts is that, at all at all okay. costs. But uh, have to go through it well, to get to Maine. Well, I do too, but you know, but that's it. Okay. But they've even. But you're not the... stopping to play golf. No, right? I'm not. I've just got friends, man, and they're going bananas. They're going bananas. <laughs> you know, talk about going bananas. We we've had a situation here, and I don't. Probably most married couples are having the same situation. If you have been stuck together at home for almost sixty days now, you know the whole togetherness is pulling us apart. Thing. Okay. We. Uh, We've been at each other's throats, my wife and I, and we finally decided maybe we should do something exciting together, something different. So you know what we did? We we had a, a psychic reading. You ever had one of those? Really? Oh yeah. No, I've. But this thing. I've never had a psychic reading. This thing went south very quickly, very quickly. The the psychic just looked at my wife and and she got this look on her face and she said, "I'm really sorry to tell you this, but." Your husband's going to die in the next six months. And my wife got all flabbergasted and, and her, lost all the color in her face. Went, why does it go? She started shaking. And in a very small voice, she looked at the psychic and she said, will I be acquitted? <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. So... <laughs> Let's talk about golf. Like it. And let's talk to some great golf teachers. Oh, we will do it when we come right wow. back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us here. There is nothing worse than living with chronic pain. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It, you know, it can affect your entire life. If you have some kind of pain, it can prevent you from, from falling to sleep, from being able to relax, keeps you from exercising, which creates a vicious cycle of everything in the body getting worse. Maybe it's been going for a few weeks. Maybe it hasn't improved with any treatments you've tried. Does this sound familiar to you? Like my knees, every time I get done playing golf, my knees kill me for about a week. That's what happens when you get old, man. Enter Omax Health. Now, if you're looking to get rid of some nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution called CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On. That was developed by Omax Health. It's non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block the pain receptors, to reduce the inflammation, and to improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is it's 100% natural. 
CBD-powered remedy. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief can last up to eight hours. That's it. Both my wife and I have bad knees. She's working on her feet 12 hours a night at the hospital. I play golf a lot. Yeah, rub it on. The pain is gone. You need to try this stuff. And Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full-bottle cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. Plus, you'll get free shipping. Now, the discount also applies toward anything, any product on their site. Just go to omaxhealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND. All right, that's O-M-A-X-Health.com. And enter the code WEEKEND, and you will get 20% off cryo-freeze at anything else site-wide. PGA Pro Cal Stanley uses it. It's good enough for him. It's good enough for us, right? All right. Omax Health, O-M-A-X health.com slash weekend. Omaxhealth.com slash weekend. Hey, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I'm in the studio. He is in the golf cave in Edinburgh, Indiana. Timbergate golf Timbergate, course. man. Why can't I remember? It's been so long since you've been to Timbergate. I can't remember that. I know. I just keep bopping around the country going, doing it on the road, man. In, in the last segment, we talked about how bad it was that everybody's been home for 60 days. Everybody has not only been home for 60 days, but the only thing they have been doing in, in my hometown is playing golf. Even at clubs I'm a member of, I can't get a tea time. These people need to get back to work, man. So they, so, so I can play golf. Freeze up, <laughs> you know? freeze up the tea times. Is that what you complain right. about now, John? Yes, indeed. Jeez. We have to open up some tea times, man, so I can get out there and play golf without having to wait. They obviously yeah, just don't right. know who I am. Or they obviously don't care. One of the two. I'm not sure which. Or they do know who you are and they know, John, we don't have any tea yeah, times. Today. Not for you. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Tina Toombs, good morning, lady. Thank you for joining us live from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. How are you today, man? Well, I am doing wonderful, John and Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. You started out life as a Canadian, right? Yes, I did. I started as a Canadian. <laughs> now, did, the question I just had, because because I grew up, I grew up in an area quite close to Montreal myself. Oh, okay. 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 And it it's not a whole lot of golf weather for a whole lot of the time of the year. So did you get into <laughs> golf while you were a Canadian or did you first move south of the border in order to uh, get enough time and then say, hey, this looks like a good game to play? <laughs> That's a funny question. I uh, Well, my dad was a very good, you know, he played a lot of golf and a lot of hockey in Montreal. And I don't know, the first time I picked up a golf club and actually swung a club, I was probably about six. But I never started taking any golf clinics or anything like that until we moved to New Hampshire in 74, 72, actually. And um, in 73, 74, I started playing golf. So I was about 10, 11, 12 years old when I actually started playing. But I had been around the golf course as a young kid, but mm -hmm. never really, you know, took any lessons or anything, just played around with golf. And then got bit golf very clubs. early by the bug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the funny story about it is I was I played all sports and uh one Christmas I we went skiing and my basketball coach sat me down because I didn't I, I wasn't there for the practices. So during the tournament during the holidays, he sat me you know, he sat me down and I thought, Well, that's the end of that. 
um, I don't like to be, I don't, I didn't like to be <laughs> sat down on the bench. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm playing this game to play. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, at the same time, I also thought that I didn't, I didn't think it was right when you took a family vacation that when you go away with your family, that you come back and you were penalized. You know, I get it that the kids that were there should get to play as well. But um, at that time, I didn't think it was right. So uh, in the spring, um, I thought golf was pretty cool because you could, you know, decide when you want to practice, how much time you want to practice, and you would be able to determine how good you could be or become. And I think that's why I really, really liked it because nobody could tell me when to go play, when to practice, and when not to practice, and how good I could be. So you've got a problem with authority, then, is what you're telling us. Probably. <laughs> well, I think I, I'm going to look at it this way, John. She just wanted to. You know, actually, I probably do. I, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> Um, that is really funny. Um, but you know, I do have a problem with people telling me what to do. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's, the, that's the thing I think that attracts most people about golf is, is the, the, I don't want to use the term, the rugged individualist appeal, but it's something that you, you alone are in charge of. You don't have to rely on anybody else to pass you the ball. You don't have to rely on anybody else to be at the right place at the right time. I mean, it's, it's you and you alone. You can, yeah, and I think that's what I really like about it is that if you want to make the, you know, because my when I picked up a club as a 10 or 11-year-old, I, I wanted to play on tour. And so my goal was to be on tour. And what I really, it wasn't that my parents said that, hey, you have to go play golf or you have to be home. They allowed me to make that decision. I didn't have any pressure from them if I played bad or if I played well. If I, They were really cool about it. But they wouldn't say to me, hey, you can't go play a tournament because – so-and-so didn't practice or you didn't practice. I mean, it was right. a very, I um, could really make my own way on it. And I think that's what I liked. I learned that really early playing team sports because I felt like the coach, you know, would pick favorites and mm -hmm. pick other, other players to play for, you know, different positions or stuff like that. And I yeah. didn't think that was fair. And I didn't like the way this happened for me in basketball. So mm -hmm. I wasn't a great basketball player, mind you, but <laughs> I still didn't like it. Yeah. Hey, I can I can relate. I was aggressive man. though. I think I think most of us most of us who have settled on golf can relate. But you did get to the tour and you uh, you won a big tournament and missed yeah. out on a couple by a few strokes in playoffs and stuff like that. And and then yeah. uh, now you've you've just decided you're going to hang out in Arizona, which probably <laughs> is the 180 degree difference environmentally to Montreal, Canada. Or even New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> Where in right. New Hampshire, by the way? <laughs> um, Bedford, just ah. outside of Manchester. Okay, yeah, Bedford. Yeah, outside of Manchester. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of Canadians live there, actually. Yeah. Um, yep. Exactly. Yep. That's so, you know, it's a nice place um, too. I don't know if I want to live in New Hampshire. I'd, I'd rather. I'd love. I don't know. I think I'd rather live in Vermont. There's because I'm a skier, and I think there's better yeah. ski hills in Vermont than there is in New Hampshire, isn't there? Yeah. There's um. A they're actually all, you know, the snow is pretty much the same back there, but you have uh, Cannon Mountain and Sunapee that are very good in New Hampshire. And those are the two mountains yeah. that I skied a lot. You know, you ski on ice back there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you ski, you yeah. bounce. You yeah. bounce, bounce a yeah. lot, right? Yeah. And then in the spring, right. you, you, and bouncing. You, 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 you ski on uh, slippery grass and wet rocks. Right. In the spring. So. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta know. I gotta know. So here it is. It's it's early morning out there still. You know, here we are in the middle, middle of the day, and we're talking about it. And you just come off a hike, 
I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I just came off a nap and you come off a hike. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you know, you, you're, you're in the, you know, one thirty. you just had lunch. And so you're taking a nap. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've got up and went on a hike cause it was, we're three hours earlier out here. You're just out there going, okay, I'm good because yeah. it's, it's not very humid. I got a sister who lives out, the, out your way. Uh, she lives mm-hmm. in, uh, lives in Scottsdale. So mm-hmm. I guess it's all one big place. Yeah, it's all spread out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty beautiful. It's all spread awesome. out. One, I, yeah, one I, big thing. Yeah, and I've been here since I came out here in 1980. So I I was recruited to play golf at Arizona State, and I never left. So I've been yeah. out here for a long time, 40 years now. Well, I think that's a long, long time. time. That basically is mecca for if you're a golfer, is it not? Yeah, I think it's there's a lot of golfers here. Yeah, lots of lots of tour players that yeah. come here. And you don't a lot of teachers as well. Right, you don't you don't have to suffer the uh, the downtime with the rain and the storms that you do if you're in Florida. You know, as long as you don't mind 120 degrees. I mean, and scorpions. Yeah. They got scorpions out there <laughs> and big yeah, and rattlesnakes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. We have all kinds of bugs, but you know, yeah, no, we have some bad weather. You know, some heat in the summer, of course, July, June, July, and August, but. You know, for a couple of months out of the year, you can drive, you can drive actually about an hour and a half to two hours north or east, and it drops about 20 degrees. Right. Um, and you have some beautiful terrains uh, and mountains, so you can get out of the heat. So you have some nice, you know, it's a really nice, uh, and the weather is just beautiful really all year. So we don't get those, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes and stuff like that here. So um, yeah, we get, we get the tornadoes here. Um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, you're sitting here going, well, which tree is not going to be here tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll we'll get those wind storms in the spring, in the summer, you know, we get the monsoons and they they can pull up some of the old, uh, trees that the roots have are, are kind of uprooted and And there'll be trees down on the golf courses. I bet you, you don't have very many days at your course. However, when you get there and the sign out the first tee says cart path only because it's so wet. No. Yeah. No, yeah. uh, we did have a few this spring, um, which is the most I've seen in many years. So uh, huh? my our course, the course I'm at, uh, really we don't we don't go to car paths only, and because we did, I know that it, it had to be a pretty bad rain. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, hey, listen, guys, uh, yeah. we got we got a, a message from a a listener, and asked a very pertinent question that I think is apropos to a lot of people who are listening. So, since you two are both two of the greatest golf instructors in the world um i'm going to ask you the question when we come right back so hang out with us here uh it's a question i guarantee if you're listening it's a question that will probably help you too so stick with us we are those weekend golf guys be right back of course we have a facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys we would love it if you were to go there and like us facebook.com slash golf guys I have just finished my second 18 wearing Tommy John underwear. I normally don't talk about my underwear, but I need to talk to you about Tommy John underwear because it's totally different. They obsess over every little detail and stitch. They use proprietary fabrics that feel like nothing you've worn before. Uh, Because of the way that they build it and what they use, there's a no wedgie guarantee. No wedgie guarantee. Comfortable, stay put waistbands luxurious soft feather light it's moisture wicking breathable and designed to move with you not against you that means there's no bunching and there's no riding up and there's no funky dance on the tee because you just can't get comfortable golf digest said tommy john is quote the best underwear in golf and i for one have to agree with them 
tommyjohn.com slash weekend. You will get 20% off your first order and order a bunch because it's the only underwear you're going to wear once you put it on. tommyjohn.com slash weekend for 20% off. tommyjohn.com slash weekend. It seems to be happening so much more often now when I play golf, but I'll get done with 18 holes and I'll come home and, you know, sit down, relax a little bit. And suddenly I get up and the knees hurt and it lasts for a couple of days now. So Omax Health, one of our sponsors, has been telling me to use this CryoFreeze CBD roll-on that they've developed for pain. So I said, well, I've got some. I might as well. What the heck, huh? It's triple action pain relief roll-on specifically formulated to block pain receptors to reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flexibility, which is exactly what I needed. It's a 100% natural CBD-powered remedy. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application. That's what it said on the label, and that's actually what happened. And it lasts for about eight hours at a time. It's called CryoFreeze. Go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. That is O-M-A-X health.com. Enter the code WEEKEND and you will get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. And we are back to those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Tina Toombs from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Where in Phoenix are you teaching, Tina? Um, I teach at the Arizona Biltmore Golf Club. Ooh. Uh, right okay. in the center of town. Yeah. It's funny. I've been to Phoenix once, and it was really strange. First off, everything there looks like a Taco Bell, I thought, when I went there. It's kind of kind of weird. <laughs> and, a Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know, everything made out of stucco with the same, you know, towel roofs and stuff like that. But the other thing yeah, is yeah. people have, like, rocks in their front yard they paint green. But suddenly you turn a corner and you see this verdant, lush grass with water and trees. And you go, oh, it's a golf course. It's like uh-huh. the, the only things that are green in the Phoenix area, for real, are golf courses. How far yeah, down? That's true. A problem, right? How far it's down do you guys to have to go to get that water? Well, I mean, it comes from the mountains, but, you know, I don't know how far. I know where we live. We, have, we don't have, we have to go pretty far down. <laughs> Our house is built right off the side of the mountain. And it, there's rock like about five feet down mm. so there's a lot of rock where the Biltmore is um there's a lot of water we have a um we have we can use as much water as we want for the adobe golf course so we have 36 holes in the adobe golf course they could never ever tell us that we it's been written in the bylaws of of the property that we have Unlim- uh, as much water as we un, what do you call it un, unlimited unrestricted unlimited, unrestricted. Uh, unlimited and unrestricted amount of water exactly oh, right yeah it really is and so it's always green and lush and and kind of wet actually yeah. but the um the links golf course that surrounds the property is a little bit firmer and drier because that doesn't have as much water but but the contrast to uh-huh. the desert area and the green of the golf course was just like very stark yeah. listen we we got a, a message from a listener guy who has found the show and has uh, been listening to Jeff. And what he says here is, guys, I've been out of golf for about 10 years. Even when I did play, I really wasn't much better than double bogey, if I counted them all. Yeah. But he wants to get back into it, and he wants to do it right this time. I get the impression, he doesn't say this in in the, the message, I get the impression he never took lessons before. So he wants to do it right. He wants He wants to start with the right equipment, he wants to start with the right attitude, and he wants to start with the right lessons. Okay. So, so other than sending him your availability, guys. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, you know, that's a good place to start right there. How about this? What kind of uh, advice can you give the student? If we're going to start again, right, let's, let's go with the notion of, hey, find your clubs, dust them off, 
Throw him in the car. Exactly. <laughs> Throw him in the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hit to the golf course, right? You know, a, a good start would be get to the putting green, chip a little bit, hit some putts. Remember what it feels like to move a club in the air. How much weight is it? What does it feel like? Get it to the bottom of the golf ball and then start investigating golf instructors in your area. Go to somebody who's having good results and then pay them Hmm. and listen and understand and ask questions and find out what you need to do to get better. And with any luck, this good instructor that's in your, your area, whoever they are, they'll ask you a lot of questions and they'll do some physical tests to find out what you're capable of doing and what you're most likely ready to produce. And hopefully they'll build a good golf swing in you fit for you. And then all of a sudden you'll have a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. So if you're just trying to get back into it, try not to copy people that you see on TV. Try not to go to YouTube and look at every stinking video known to mankind from every golf teacher under the sun and listen to them all conflict. Don't go that route. You'll just make yourself crazy and you won't have any fun. Exactly. And the, and the one guy not to listen to is the guy in the group who asks you after you made a bad shot, you know what you did wrong? (laughs) Just don't add, don't, don't listen to that guy. Cause that guy doesn't know either. Right. No. And and, you know, the other thing, I mean, Jeff just answered it perfectly, but the, the other thing is own your own game uh, is, is really important and get comfortable with who you are. And if, when you start playing, I mean, the clubs that you have, if it's been 10 years, they're probably a lot heavier than the newer clubs because the equipment now is so much better. Mm -hmm. So when you research your, your instructor, um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, ways to find a really, really good instructor in your area. You want to find one that you can communicate with, feel comfortable with so that you can ask questions and he can ask questions or she can ask questions to you. You want it to develop. You want, you know, you want it to be somebody that you can maybe go to uh, at the start. Uh, you know, every couple of weeks or something to develop a program, whether it's a fitness program as well, get you on the golf course so that you can start playing right away. I think it's important to get back on that golf course um, as you're learning so that you can uh, get comfortable playing the game because it's not just about getting on the range and just trying to define what a perfect golf swing is because there isn't a perfect golf swing. Mm -hmm. Um, We all have different ways to swing the club, hold the club. We have different shafts, different clubs, different lengths of clubs, different, you know, weights, everything. So, uh, all that is going to help you. And there's so much more information now than there was 10 years ago. And if you find that instructor, you can, there's lots of lists, lots of ways to find a great instructor out there in, in your area. And, you know, that person will help you and help you get fitted for some good clubs that fit you properly that are going to also help, you know, with your posture, with your grip, with your putting. Don't forget to get a good putter fitting. And then make sure your your instructor is screening you for what you can physically do. And if you have any injuries or anything like that, that that you can't physically move properly, make sure that you communicate that as well. Because it's been 10 years, so you may have some limitations that way. You know, I think that's... Uh, but just keep it fun. Yeah, that's keep one of the really mistakes fun. I think that, that most of us recreational golfers make when we decide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into this. I really like this game. I'm going to get into it. We, we do it backwards. We go out and buy the equipment and then try to figure out how to use it. Rather than developing a semblance true. of a game and taking lessons on on what we need to do, so then we know what we need equipment wise. I agree with that. Yeah, so here's here's yeah. a, this is a double edged sword for a lot of people. First, they come to us. Tina's experienced this just as many times as I have. They went out and bought their equipment. They spent 
the money that they can afford to spend and probably a little more on that, thinking that equipment will help them for sure because somebody said on TV, this is a great driver and this is a fantastic set of irons and these are the best wedges they've ever seen mm-hmm. and this putter you can't miss with. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, you know, the marketing bug got them and then they spent their money and their physical skills didn't get any better. And then they show up to the teacher. And then what we see is that they spent money on something that they are now going to spend money on us. And we're going to tell them, Hey, uh, Hey John, you know why that driver is still not hitting it so well? I got a little different version of a driver that you would hit better based on who you are and how you're swinging and what we can do. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to look at me like, wait a minute, you're telling me to spend more money. I spent money on you to help me how to hit the one I already spent. I spent $500 so on this driver, man. Teach me how to hit it. So, yeah, and, exactly. and this is one of the things that if they came to a, a good golf instructor first and sat down and had conversations and learned that there's a, a big picture here of what, if we figure out what the player can do, we know where they need to head down the equipment road and we can steer them away from three fourths of the equipment on the market and toward a quarter percent in terms of what fits. And we can do that if we get the conversation first. And the trouble is, is that rarely happens. The information source, they don't go to the information source first. They go to YouTube first and they think that's the source of information, but they don't know what they're, they don't know what they're looking at and they don't know if it works for them. Yeah. That's tough. Um, You know, I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. I've had some of my most successful students that have come back to the game or started the game are the ones that came in and interviewed me first and interviewed other instructors around the Valley. And they, they told me after that they had gone out and interviewed other instructors and they, they found worked with them really well through the interview process. And I think that's a good way for a student to, to approach it is to maybe interview and send out maybe an email saying, Hey, can I come and interview? I'd like to, you know, see what your learning process is and what your communication or what you teach and how you teach and see who fits with you. Yeah, I I agree. I think that that's a really smart thing for anybody who really wants to do this well is because like, like Tina just said, you, you effectively have to find who's a great fit for you in terms of personality, in terms of how you're going to communicate really well. Um, some people come off in a certain way that many do, do like and many don't like. Um, some people come at it in an, an overbearing kind of manner, like I know everything and I'm just going to drizzle this down to you mm-hmm. or I'm going to tell you stuff and they don't communicate very well and they don't interact very well. And, and, but yet some people like that. Some people come to be told what to do and some people come to learn and in a, in a different kind of an environment and, and have a trusted friend in their golf instructor. Yeah. So I, I think that an interview helps you find your fit. I think that's a yeah. great, great point Perfect. that you make, team. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and all all you guys, instructor wise, you you've got golf clubs up the yin yang in your studios or at your disposal. So you yeah. don't, I don't have to show up with equipment in order to have equipment available to me to learn how to use when I come to you guys. And it's much much better to learn the basics with somebody else's stuff and then find out what you need, as instructed by guys like you who know what I need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, Jeff, if you do this, but I have uh, like a whole ping fitting cart and um, a Callaway fitting cart in my teaching facility 
Uh, mm -hmm. So I have a bunch of different shafts and heads and clubs that I use. And then I also have, um, you know, the ping, I, we use ping rental sets at our clubs. So I use those as well. So if I find that a student who the first time I see him, you know, might've bought a set of club or have a, has a set of clubs that doesn't fit them. I've always, I'm always pulling a, a club out um, that will fit them, you know, and just say, Hey, you know, just keep your clubs here or bring them with you if you want, but we'll use this. And I've got them in different, you know, mm -hmm. seven iron pitching wedge driver, fairway woods or whatever we're going to work on putters. And I bring a ton of my old clubs in there, you know, especially putters and wedges. Um, and I use those, but anything I can find to fit the student so that they can get into better posture and, and deliver the club to the ball better. I think that that's really important. We're going to well, and especially with the, with the, the, the weight of the clubs too, you know, this mm -hmm. Tina, you work with, with lots of, lots of people and uh, sometimes they're just swinging stuff that's just too heavy and, and you might have something that's significantly lighter and all of a sudden the game just got easier. And that's kind of a, an aha moment for all of us. Uh, we're going to talk about more ways to learn the right way to play golf when we come right back. Hang with us. We are those weekly golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. I want to talk to you about my wife. She is a critical care nurse, works four 12-hour shifts a week at the hospital. Her niece hurt. And she's tried the Icy Hots and the Bengays of the world only to say, yeah, I got 20 minutes of relief. That pain is right back again. So I got this bottle of stuff in the mail. This is Omax Health. It's called CryoFreeze CBD. They developed it at Omax Health. It's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. All right, so she rolled it on and went to work. Came back in the morning, and you know what she said to me? It works! Olmax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryptoFreeze Pain Relief Roll-On, plus free shipping. Now, the discount also applies to anything, any product, site-wide on their website. Just go to OmaxHealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND and take advantage of this incredible savings. That is O-M-A-X-Health.com. And enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. OmaxHealth.com. Mm. We are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. She is Tina Toombs. Those two are two of the best golf instructors in the world. And we've been talking about some of the wrong ways to learn how to play golf. We're going to start talking about some of the right ways to learn how to play golf. But, you know, Tina, you were mentioning first off that uh, old clubs are probably too heavy. And, and you're also, uh, you've got a lot of the ping um, fitting accoutrement in your um, studio there. I have been right. playing with a with a set of ping irons. The um what are they called, Jeff? I keep forgetting. This. John, they're as old as you are. They they're are called Methuselah. They man, they 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 were made in two thousand eight. They're the Rapture Clubs. The Raptures, yeah, that's it. And it's like you play with them every day, you didn't even know what they're called. I can never Seriously? remember. I can never remember. I knew it was one of those religious terms, I just got confused, okay? Oh, wow. so, <laughs> <laughs> I like wow. that. Anyhow, they're 12 years old. and But, you know, the Raptures are one of the best heads that they've ever made. I know. That's why I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to get rid of them. They're I long. Um, They're stupid yeah, long. They are, yeah, well, they were one of the best heads that they ever made at Ping, and they, um, they stopped making them because, well, this is what I heard, but uh, I think it's just that they couldn't get all of the manufacturing parts to make them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're really – it was really a good golf club. And I have um, huh. 
um, graphite shafts on them, so they're not as heavy Perfect. as they might have been. But right. But I could always go the get, them, is- get them reshafted if I needed to with some lighter weight, more up to date, more scientific shaft stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, because now the shafts are so nice too. And I also just the went new- to. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say the new G410s are really good too. Yeah, I know. I just got fitted officially for the first time ever. From um, I went to Club Champion, and um, oh, they they decided that the uh, Maverick driver is the one I needed. But I went through oh, the whole okay. whole nine yards, man. It was great. Oh well, I'm on the um, PXG staff now. I don't know. Do you have you ever hit those? I try not to. Because I, <laughs> I know for a fact I couldn't afford them. <laughs> right, I couldn't afford like them. buying a car. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like buying a car when you buy a set of those things. But you know, the truth is, is they're amazing. Oh yeah, they, they are. are. You know, I've been on staff with Titleist forever since 1990, mm-hmm. 1992, and uh, just have been in love with the, the the clubs they put out. And you know, the truth of it is, is that I've hit the the generation two. Um, XGs and went, um, wow, yeah. that's something new. Yeah. <laughs> I hit the generation, the Gen 3s just this winter, right before, well, right before everything shut down here in, um, mm-hmm. in March, and they were awesome. I can't wait to, to put them in my bag, but they're great, the Gen mm. 3s. You know, my biggest so, fear is, my biggest fear is if anything ever happens to me, my wife is going to sell my golf clubs for what I told her I paid for them. <laughs> You'll be gone, John. You won't have to worry about that financial loss. <laughs> financial loss. Yeah, I mean the poor, the poor lady. Hopefully, hopefully, she'll sell them for more. They're probably worth more. <laughs> then she'll be. Then she'll be glad you're gone. <laughs> no, she'll she'll be ticked off. She, he paid what for these? <laughs> I could have got my kitchen redone. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what I say. Uh, you know, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, don't, you've alluded. Don't buy any more clubs. I want to get my kitchen redone. Exactly. Now, Jeff, you've alluded to the, um, the confusion that happens when a golfer would go and, and try to learn how to play better by going to uh, YouTube videos. And yeah. you guys have had discussions on, I don't want to say unqualified, but maybe people who are not trained to teach. They know their stuff vis-a-vis how to play golf, but they really don't know how to teach golf because, you know, I took physics from a math teacher and flunked physics up until the time I actually sat in front of a physicist to explain physics to me in about three days. You know, so there's a difference in knowing how to teach something and knowing how to do something. I, I think that you're right, John, but I, I think that there's some things, there, there's a lot of instruction going on, right? And a lot of it um, is um, from some people who haven't learned enough about how to communicate what they know to the person that's there in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a big aspect of coaching that is, based in experience and your knowledge of how you deal with people and how you have to become, and and Tina understands this when I say this, great coaches have learned over time to become a chameleon, 
we have so many different people that come to us one right after the other that we're the ones that have to learn how to adapt to our student because if we want to truly help them we have to be the ones that figure it out on a communication level and how do we figure this out in terms of how to relay what is necessary and we also have to be the right person to judge what this person really needs and what they can do so like earlier we talked about you know do you go through some physical screens do you figure out how they can move and what they can do best and the answer with that is yes but an awful lot of the newer teachers don't get that yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and, they and glom just like onto get, something that they've heard and they glom onto something that, from internet or whatever it is right good right go ahead tina oh no i was just going to agree with you is that's what they do is they they latch on to you know oh well you need to keep your head down a lot of the the trends or the myths you know keep your left arm straight or, right. or stay in posture and um I don't know how many students you get, uh, Jeff, but I get a ton that come into me. Well, I was told to keep my left arm straight, my head down, or stay in posture. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I'm just like, well, that's probably why your head, your back hurts. <laughs> yeah. you know, or, or, uh, how's that working out for you? Well. Like, yeah, how's it working out for you? I say that all the time. How's it working out for you? And then they hit it good. I'm, I said, well, I'm sure that one you like a lot more. <laughs> and, right. You know, and then, they, they, you know, they come back and they say, well, I, I, you know, I lifted my head on that and I show them on a video that their head was down and the ball was 40 yards away and they still missed it. But, you know, those kinds of things they're told to uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people that are teaching that don't understand the whole, you know, the process of what we're trying, what's really needing to be taught from like the first step to a student by the screen and then communication and how to get a student to the to the next level um, and they're just looking at what they can see and not what the cause and effect is and I think that is a big part of teaching is learning what cause and effect is and how to bring that into the student that's standing there in front of you. I was going to ask you that Tina specifically how long in into your teaching career was it before you could tell what someone was doing wrong when they I don't, you know, I, I think I was really, really fortunate in that because I was taught by a, a teacher in New Hampshire. His name was Phil Friel. Um, and he only taught me how to hit shots. Um, so I was taught like how to create shots, how to hit draws, fades, high, low, mm. what to do with it. And, um, and because I played on tour and I was competitive for so many years, I was around the greatest teachers in the world for most of my career. Yeah. So um, I think I was very intuitive that way and I'm very visual. So I've always listened to ball to face, con you know, face to ball contact. And I've always known where the, I mean, I can be looking another direction and I can tell a student exactly what happened to the ball and where it hit on the face. And mm -hmm. they look at me and like, how do you know that? I said, I can just, I can just hear it. I can, Right. I, I've always been. And you understand the physics of it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I turn around to track man and I show them on track man where it hit and they're like, they can't believe that I just said it to them. But I'm very, I've always been able to do that. And the more I teach, of course, because now I've been teaching 20 years, you know, mm -hmm. it, it gets easier and easier and I've learned so much. So it's, I'd say, um, I asked a lot of questions when I was playing and I sat and watched other teachers teach other players um, on the tour, I just sit there and listen and ask questions. And um, 
I worked with Mike Adams when I was on tour and I, he's always told me, Teeny, you always have to know why this happens, not right. just look at it and fix what, what, what's happening, Yeah. but know the deep, you know, cause of, of what's happening. That and is, so oh, it was great advice for me. That is one of the best things I have found of working with Jeff is that now mm-hmm. even I, if, if something goes awry, which it does on still many an occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you just use the word if, John? <laughs> if, I thought if, I heard you say if something goes awry. But, but when yeah, that when that happens, yeah, that's that's it. You you're listening good, Jeff. Good good job with the ears there, buddy. Um, so, I know why. Yeah, because it's, I think we all yeah we need to know the why, right? Yep. Because yep. you can't fix yeah. it if you don't know why. Another thing I want to say about <laughs> Jeff too. This this is something else. I have taken a few lessons from a few other people. I have an injury from when I played basketball, and it's a totally dislocated finger that was never put back correctly. It was put back by a. Oh, I thought you were talking about that brain injury. Thing. No, the brain injury thing. That that's, that's, basketball really. that's that's fine. Okay. I have that. The basketball injury. the The finger was put back together during halftime by a basketball coach in his office. Okay, never oh, so, yeah. never set correctly. So I cannot. Uh, either overlap or interlock a grip. Okay. And, and I have been told by many teachers that I have to. That's the only two ways you can do it, John. You have to interlock in order to, to get the right grip. And I'm like, I can't, it hurts. And they're like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> you know? And Jeff was like, okay, well, we can do it with 10 fingers, no problem. Yeah. yeah. You could probably even do a reverse overlap. <laughs> I, I could. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tina, interestingly enough, this this finger thing that he he talks about, he shows it to mm-hmm. me on a consistent basis. He likes to show that particular <laughs> finger to me it whenever is. he's still <laughs> been out of shape about it. Yeah, something. <laughs> well, you know, it must have been some trauma. <laughs> it was very traumatic, and whenever the trauma of getting yelled at by Jeff comes back, it uh, I go back it into it, like shut. I do. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, post-traumatic stress. You know what that's like. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I do. I definitely do, actually. <laughs> I've had that. So what have we learned? We have learned <clears throat> that golf teachers are not all the same and that you really need to talk to a teacher, a prospective teacher, first before you get all dolled up. I mean, you can go buy all the clothes you want, but don't spend a whole lot of money on equipment before you start taking some lessons. That is the bottom line here, because you're going to spend more money than you need to. And and you're going to get real upset with the teacher when they say, well, gee, you know, you bought all the wrong stuff. What can I tell you? Although you probably have a much yeah. better bedside manner than that, guys, I'm sure. When necessary, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. But sometimes the direct route really works. Yeah. Yeah. It really depends on the on who's there in front of you, I think, because sometimes people are pretty casual and can take, you know, hey, guess what? You just you just made a real big mistake there. You, do they have a return policy? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Get the plastic on this one. Yeah, we can get the grass yeah. stains off there, no problem. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't take the plastic off the rest of them, keep it on and return it. <laughs> I've said that. <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, there and there. Sometimes we just have to say say what's right, and then we got to figure out what's the best way they can we can say it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. My exactly. dad's always said to me, Tina, do you ever know when to stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer to that would be right now because we're running out of yep. time. Thank you for setting okay. me up so well, Tina. We're got a few minutes left together, <laughs> and and we're coming right back. We are those weekend golf guys. <laughs> you want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. Five dollargolfclub.com. The number five dollargolfclub.com. You know, golfers, we love gear. It's a big part of our game, and we put a lot of time and, and let's face it, a lot of money into getting it right, whether we're researching our next irons or maybe even testing out some new tees. But there is one important piece of equipment that we overlook, your golf cart battery. Most of us don't consider the quality of our battery. That, that is until it dies, and we're stranded out in the middle of the course. That's why we want you to know about the Relyon Insight battery, the intelligent golf cart battery that utilizes intuitive software for better performance and fewer disconnects. The Relyon Insight battery is powered by lithium, not lead acid, so it charges faster, provides more range, and requires no maintenance. It's a drop-in replacement, so just connect and go. You can learn more at RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use our special promo code GolfGuys for 10% off. Plus, you'll get a free charger when you order two or more Insight batteries. Again, that's RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use promo code GolfGuys. And no other lithium battery compares to Relyon's. Order yours today. You know, this this whole hour has just flown by. We are still those weekend golf guys for a few moments yet. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Tina Toombs has been with us for the entire hour. Uh, fantastic golf instructor out at the uh, the Biltmore something in Phoenix. What's it called officially? I'm sorry. The Arizona Biltmore. Tina Toombs Golf at the Arizona Biltmore. Yeah, Tina Toombs Golf. Look it up online. If you ever get out to Arizona, which is a great place to be, um, especially if you want to play golf. I mean, there's just... It's one of the golf meccas, you know, 12, 12 months a year for the most part. You go out there in the, in the early, if, if we ever get to play baseball again in the early uh, spring, and you can also not only learn how to play great golf, but see some great baseball spring training out there, which is always nice. Right. And, Beautiful. Um, but these, these people, I hope you have listened, that there are good ways and bad ways to teach people how to play golf. And um, I have to also have to tell you that uh, – I'm going to come right out and say it. You're not going to get either of these people teaching you golf for 50 bucks an hour. Okay. Um, but do keep in mind, you get what you pay for. And if you want to be as good as you can be as quickly as you can be, you want to find a, a Jeff Smith or a Tina Toombs to teach you how to do that. That's it. End of commercial. Come on. You can keep going. You know, when have we ever asked the radio guy not to talk? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Actually, Tita, it's kind of most of the time on this show. <laughs> All right, John, it's your turn to show. But that, I mean, that that is it, guys. And you you are, you know, just kudos to both y'all and those of your ilk, the people you hang out with, the uh, the group of people who who preach the same stuff you do, who look at the same ways of teaching the same techniques of teaching and the same techniques of playing golf correctly, because it has made me so much more better than I ever had been before. And, um, you know, I will attest to it. I also want to attest to the fact that you can go to those weekend golf guys.com 
and you can like find links to Tina's site. You can uh, get ways to talk to Jeff. You can hear not only this episode, but every episode, because once the show airs on the radio, bam, immediately it's available on the website in perpetuity or forever, whichever comes first. So you want to I'm heading for I'm I'm heading for in perpetuity. in perpetuity. I think that one's coming first. Yeah, that's a nice yeah. that's a nice place. Got some good golf in perpetuity. And we uh, also have a Facebook page you need to go to like us and follow at facebook.com slash golf guys. Other than that, pick up some clubs, find a teacher, go out and play some golf. For our bonus content this week, we go all the way back to 2017. You know, the good old days when you could actually travel if you wanted to. And we're going to talk about Myrtle Beach and golf and Myrtle Beach and water and Myrtle Beach and more golf. And welcome back those weekend golf guys. It is us. John Ashton is here in the studio. Intrepid producer Mark Hunter is here in the studio. Jeff Smith is... um, what can I say? He's on a golf magazine photo shoot, excuse me very much, hanging out with his uh, top 100 golf teacher buddies. He's getting an agent. We are not coming down at all. In fact, we're going to increase the level of uh, guest interaction we have here. Scott Tomasello with the events division of Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday is with us now. Scott, thanks for spending some time with us here with those weekend golf guys. How you doing, man? I'm well. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, our pleasure, totally. For golfers on the East Coast, Myrtle Beach is like Mecca. We crown it the golf capital of the world. So that's how <laughs> I remember one, one time playing golf there, I hit a bad slice, and not only was I on the wrong fairway, I was on a different golf course. <laughs> yeah, one, one bad drive will do that to you. I like to joke you can't hit a bad driver without hitting a new golf course. <laughs> but as how many long golf... as there wasn't any glass broken, I think you're okay. Yeah, how many, how many golf courses y'all have down there, man? You know, we push around a little over 80. Uh, we work specifically with a little over 60 of them. So there's wow. there's definitely quite a few in that 60-mile uh, stretch. Now, you have this huge amateur golf tournament coming up, which you do every year. It's an annual event. And use, what, about 30 or so of, of those golf courses to do this event, don't you? That's right. So this is our 34th year of what's called the Myrtle Beach World Amateur and essentially, it's it's a giant congregation of everything great about golf, and and like you said, it's a it's a basically thirty five simultaneous golf tournaments going on all at one time. Oof. To participate in the World Amateur, how good a golfer do you have to expect yourself to be? You can be as good or as bad as you want to be. That's the best <laughs> part about it. We always say anybody can play, anybody can win, and uh, this year we've kind of taken that to a new level. So I've been kind of telling people, you know, we can make this event as much or as little like a PGA Tour event as you want. You can be the best golfer on the planet and play gross. You can be the biggest hack on the planet and play in the net division. It doesn't really matter. So there's really no reason for you not to play if you just like the game of golf. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that happens, I have found that when people start getting serious about the game, maybe start taking some lessons, start uh, breaking 80 or 85 or whatever they're their, uh, you know, their their number is on a regular basis. They kind of want to start competing with other people who play along the same lines as they do. Yeah, and I've I've found that too. And and for me, you know, my number would be eighty if you know on a good day I'm mm-hmm. trying to beat that number. And so you know, if I were to come down and play, or you guys were to come down and play, you know, we get you you paired and flighted with people almost exactly like you. So you know, when we have a such a vast number of players the groupings become very, very, very small. So, you know, when you have a handicap range of 10.1s to 10.8, you know, there's not much there's not much difference in those guys. And so, yeah, so if, if 
you break that 80 and you're that 10.1, you know, you got a good chance. Do you have folks who keep coming back year after year and ask to play with the same people they played with last time? The amount of people that want to, that make friends and come down yeah. here, it, it astonishes me. So, yeah. you know, you can come down by yourself and it'll be no issue because the amount of friends that you'll make, they last a lifetime. And, and it goes to show based on, you know, this is our 34th year. Yeah. And we have six guys who have played every single one of them. Wow. And that just blows mm. my mind. Mm. Good. Then you've got, uh, you got some openings in that group. Those are the old yeah. guys. I want to play with the old guys, man. <laughs> and they're the ones who, who are our biggest ambassadors, you know, spreading the word. And we, we love having new people. It, it's If you play for the first time, you average coming back six. So if that tells you anything about how much fun you have, yeah. you'll we'll get you hooked. We, you just, <laughs> we just put the bait out. I would think that airlines that fly to Myrtle Beach probably uh, specialize in making sure your golf clubs get there in one piece. They try. They definitely try. We've got we've got about thirty five surprisingly nonstop destinations. Um, I believe Lexington is on that list. I wouldn't and, be surprised. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know we we get a lot of folks from the Midwest and in in the southeastern states, obviously, and, and golf clubs uh, being very important. We actually partner with Club Love, so you know we try and get the uh, ah. the traveling golfers a little extra help in case they need it. That that's something to be said for. Uh, again, it just goes to show that you guys cater to the golfers from out of town. Exactly. I mean, without the partners we have in the airline industry, you know, it wouldn't be the tourism business that we have. And obviously my job as a as a marketing co-op is to bring everybody that we can in, enjoy, you know, all the great courses. We've got so many of them that you can come back 20 years and you might not have even played the same one twice. So <laughs> yeah. keep getting on those flights. Or, or you can play a different one at the same time on one day. <laughs> exactly. You know, I've done that. Well, it depends on your handicap. <laughs> <laughs> my, my handicap's an inability to hit the ball straight on a consistent basis. That's, <laughs> we that's we opened up much. the gross division yesterday, <laughs> and, and we had a couple of comments that says, I am in the gross division. It is gross watching football. <laughs> yeah, my game is gross. Uh, wh- when is this uh, amateur tournament coming up, man? What's the dates? The, the tournament starts August 28th, and it ends August 31st. And if you're good enough to win your flight, you get a fifth round of golf on us. It's on September 1st. Ooh. And the the biggest part about it is it is one of the best values I believe in tournament golf. The entry fee starts at just five twenty five, and that's getting you those four rounds of golf, a gift bag that is just spectacular. And then for any of these party animals out there, we've also got the world's largest nineteenth hole, which <laughs> is just uh, some food, <laughs> some drink, a little bit of everything for everybody involved. That's, now that's the enticement right there. <laughs> that's worth exactly. The five and a quarter. So if, if you had a tough day on the golf course, you you can uh, have some fun afterwards and, and let it all loose. Scott Tomasello with Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday, our guest here on Those Weekend Golf Guys, and uh, I, I was reading something that the um, the early registration deadline is fast approaching. It is. So May 18th is when our price goes up. We want to get everybody in as early as possible. So you got about 10 days left to get that. Early bird registration fee of just five twenty-five. Like I said, it's a deal that you just can't beat in the world of golf. And that's four rounds of golf. Four rounds of golf, guaranteed. Maybe even a fifth, mm. plus food and drink for four nights. Uh, you know, and, and bring your wives with you. They they can enjoy themselves too. There's plenty of them. Not only just playing, but you know, obviously the beach is around, and, and right. they're welcome to attend at the 19th hole as well. And and the kids, they can if they don't play real golf, they can always do the miniature golf because I think you got almost as many miniature golf courses in Myrtle Beach as you do exactly. real golf courses. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the kids are welcome too. We we like kids uh, under 21 and free just because we know it's a family 
family event, not only the, the tournament itself, but uh, Myrtle Beach as a whole is a big family destination. Yeah. So bring bring the whole family with you. What's the weather like in uh, August in Myrtle Beach? You're typically averaging around the low 80s. Uh, okay. You do have that uh, that windy breeze coming off the shoreline, so that definitely helps out. And and uh, it is the end of the summer season for you know when the when the folks the crowd tends to die down just a little bit. So we're here to keep that economy moving <laughs> here at the end of the summer, right before the kids go back to school. There's a method to the madness here. Exactly. You know, with uh, Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday is, is a co-op and. And we're here to drive uh, the local economy at, at a good price, at a fair, reasonable price. And Myrtle Beach as a whole works well together doing that. Well, let me uh, ask you, first off, the shameless self-promotion portion here, where do people go if they're interested in checking out the uh, the amateur tournament? That'll be at MyrtleBeachWorldAmateur.com. Simple as that, MyrtleBeachWorldAmateur.com. And they can also give us a call. Our phone number's right there on the website. We love just talking to people about golf, and, and you know, it makes my job pretty easy. When that's all I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beats working for a living, Scott, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> now, do you, do you have to, before you will allow one of these golf courses to participate with you, you have to, like, play it three or four or 12 times, don't you? No, I mean, you can you can, uh, you can can join up as long as it's uh, 18 holes in regulation and got, you know. No, I meant you. Put into. I meant you as, as you know, one of the events coordinators. If a golf course says, hey, we want to be included, you're going to say, well, yeah, but I've got to play like 12 comp rounds just to make sure you're a good enough oh, course. Oh, yeah, in. definitely. Maybe even 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's let's go beyond the world amateur. Somebody says, yeah, I would love to go to Myrtle Beach. I would love to play golf, but I'm, I'm not into competition. What kind of stuff you got going on for just, you know, the normal hacks who want to come down for a couple of days and enjoy the beach and some golf? Yeah, you name it, we've got it. I mean, we've got – basically, when I tell people about it, we can cater a package around anything you want. If you're the guy who just wants to have that, that middle-of-the-road golf course, you know, typically speaking, that our middle-of-the-road golf course is better than a lot of people's best golf courses. <laughs> yes. So, uh, <laughs> we've got packages at some of the top 100 facilities on in America. I think uh, 11 courses – uh, we're ranked in that top 100 this year, so wow. and you can get deals for 500 bucks all inclusive for your buddies on a bachelor trip, or you know you can you can have a a trip for three nights, fourth round free at the Legends, and they they usually come with um, free breakfast, lunch, and two beers included in your greens fee. So that's some incentive <laughs> that, uh, for some of your bigger partiers. There. <laughs> that 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 covers me pretty good. Yeah, I've got a cousin and his wife go to Myrtle Beach twice a year. They live in New Jersey. He doesn't play golf. It's like a waste. You know, no, because there's still plenty to do. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a great. Place. I mean, I didn't say that. I, I'm not. I'm not leaving the golf course if I'm if I have my druthers. Exactly. Exactly. So again, it's uh, the the website for the tournament would be MyrtleBeachWorldAmateur.com, and like I said, the price is uh, five twenty five through May eighteenth. So make sure you go ahead and get signed up as soon as possible. Yeah, that's coming up real quick. And Scott, when uh, we get to f- some free minutes together here, uh, let's talk about coming down and doing a show from down there sometime. Because uh, we'd love we'd love to be down there and just soak up the ambiance of yes, Myrtle sir, Beach, South Carolina. That is great. Scott Tomasello, Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday. Man, appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys will enjoy going down there and competing or just hanging out. It is a great beach, great golf, great place. I love South Carolina in general, Myrtle Beach in particular. Um, but, again, thank you, Scott. Appreciate it, man, and we will talk soon. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll see you in Myrtle Beach soon. You betcha. And we're going to see you right back here in about two minutes, so don't go away.